everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Teen Titans Wasteland. I'm Hub, and have I got a story for you. Yes, yes, I do. I do have a story for you. It's a spooky chiller of a tale, especially for Halloween. Halloween was yesterday. We record these a little bit ahead of time, but this story is particularly appropriate for this spookiest of holiday seasons because it's a scary ghost story. The scary ghost story of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Eh, there's ghosts. So, you know, there you go. Anyway, I had fun making up a song last week, so I I made it up another one too. I can't say I'm going to be doing this every week because there's just not a hell of a lot of words that rhyme with synopsis, but... Scott Summers is a nerd, that's a Cyclops diss. But now it's time for a synopsis. Synopsis. Teen Titans number 13, February 1968. Written by Bob Haney, drotted by Nick Cardi. Teen Titans roll call. Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, Wonder Girl. The TT's swingin' Christmas Carol. It's two days before Christmas and the Titans are chilling out in their secret lair. Robin is reading Dickens' A Christmas Carol until Aqualad and the others call him a nerd and tell him he should be cool like them and read comic books. Yeah, nerd. He agrees and picks up a comic book like a cool, cool guy. Meanwhile, across town at the Junkarama Junkyard, the miserly Ebenezer Scrounge is making his long-suffering employee, Bob Ratchet, work late into the night. Ratchet needs the job so that he can buy a new electric wheelchair for his handicapped son, Tiny Tom. Hmm... This almost seems familiar somehow. After Bob leaves for the night, Scrounge is visited by some mobsters who are on the payroll of a Mr. Big. It seems they have an arrangement with Scrounge, where late at night they go to his junkyard and use a ray gun that turns junk into brand new expensive products, which is illegal for some reason. The fiends! Fortunately, this nefarious plot is uncovered by a snooping tiny Tom. There'll be no reduction of carbon footprints on his watch. Tom tells his father what he has witnessed. But when Bob confronts Scrounge about it, Scrounge threatens to fire him if he tells anyone, and as further punishment, insists that Bob works on Christmas. Dick moves, Scrounge. Tiny Tom decides that what this situation calls for is further tattling, so he calls up the Titans and spills the beans. The teens stake out the junkyard and witness the same hoodlums return and repeat their sinister recycling. Suddenly, a shadowy figure leaps out and kicks the shit out of the bad guys. As the mobsters flee the scene, our heroes tail the mystery ass-kicker as he heads to Scrounge's house and find out that he is Scrounge's former partner. Wait for it. Jacob Farley. Farley, an escaped convict, is a ghost of his former self. Eh? Because he's been serving time in prison after taking a rap for a crime that he and Scrounge committed. Farley is about to attack Scrounge when the Titans intervene. Farley flees, but his story gives Robin an idea. You see... Robin has started to notice a few similarities between this case and A Christmas Carol. Really? Wow. I guess after years of training with the world's greatest detective, you start picking up a few things. The next night, which happens to be Christmas Eve, the Titans decide to pretend to be ghosts and try to spook Scrounge into not being such an asshole. Kid Flash dons a spooky cloak, vibrates through his wall, and tells him, Hey, you used to be cool. Stop being such a dick. Then Aqualad gets cloaked up and shows Scrounge that Bob Ratchet has to search through the junkyard looking for wheelchair parts for his son because Scrounge is such a cheap dick who pays so little. Next up, Wonder Girl flies around in a miniskirt cloak as the ghost of Christmas future, 
and plays a recording of a bunch of people talking about what a piece of shit Scrounge is, and how everybody's glad he's dead, except Tiny Tom, who's a super nice kid. The plan is starting to work when Mr. Big shows up with his hoods, and shoots Wonder Girl out of the sky. The gig is up and the Titans doff their respective cloaks and start punching bad guys. Mr. Big uses a magnet to drop Wonder Girl into a car crusher, and then turns on a machine that somehow sucks all of the Titans and a whole bunch of trash into a Christmas tree-shaped pile. Wonder Girl escapes the compactor, but is immediately sucked into the tree-slash-junk heap as well. Tiny Tom attempts to intervene, but the thugs grab him and emphasize that they are bad guys by breaking his wheelchair. This is too much for even Ebenezer, who turns off the device and apparently uses some newfound Christmas strength to pick up a car's fender and hit Mr. Big in the face with it. Nice. The newly freed Teen Titans punch and kick the shit out of all of the bad guys, and Scrounge promises to stop being such a turd bag. Then he uses Mr. Big's junk transforming ray to turn Tiny Tom's broken wheelchair into a new electric wheelchair, which is apparently not illegal for some reason. Tiny Tom wishes us a swingin' and groovy new year and says, Bless us, everyone. Hooray. Hooray us, everyone. All right, and joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Corey. Hello, Corey. Hey, Hub. How's it going? It's going great. Glad to hear it. Thank you. So, what'd you think? Um, delightful, in a word. That That is a one, a fun, fine one-word synopsis. I wasted so much time writing that other thing. <laughs> Bam! Ah, man, to the point. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It feels even more of a standalone than I feel like a lot of the other mm-hmm. Titan stories did. It's Dickensonian. I think Dickensian would be generally the way that that is uh, oh, I said. That, I thought that was an economics thing, man. It sounded kind of like you were saying Dickensonian, uh, which would have been like what they would say on the Flintstones if they were doing a Christmas Is it carol. really Dickensian? Yeah. Sorry, English majors of the world. <laughs> the English majors of the world have enough to apologize for as it is. You're just evening things out a little bit. Even Steven. Nice. Pretty fun. I dug it. It was nice to see Nick Cardi is doing the solo art on this one, mm-hmm. pencils and inks. And mm-hmm. I love Nick Cardi's art, and it really is suited for this one. He went and made especially the parts that have Ebenezer Scrounge in it. Mm-hmm are super cartoony looking. Yeah, in a way, like, I could really sense that he was tying it back to the Dickensian story uh-huh. as it was animated. Oh, you, you could sense that. Oh, yes. Uh, With my <laughs> eyes. It took me so long to figure out what the connection could possibly be between Ebenezer Scrounge and Bob oh, Ratchet. Yes, it did with the Titans, but man, when they figured it out, like, <laughs> they were like, wait a minute, guys. <laughs> This oh is my weird. God. You know what's weird? It just hit me, especially seeing as Robin had been reading the book like uh-huh. earlier in the issue. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. That is one of my favorite parts in the issue, though, is when they're all sitting around reading comic books. Mm-hmm. And Robin's Except reading Robin. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And all the other Titans give him shit yeah. about lame. it. Lame. <laughs> yeah. Super lame. Like, what are you doing? What are you reading that old book for? That's a lame old book. Why are you, re- why are you reading a book? Read a comic book like cool people do. Yeah, it is finally, though, it's Wonder Girl that the one that pushes him over the edge because the other guys are complaining. He's like, yeah, whatever, I'm smart. And then she's like, that's lame. And he's like, okay, I'll read a comic. Yeah, fine. Sorry. How, how, is it okay if I read this Batman? Yeah. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Uh-huh. Interesting, too. I don't know if you caught this, but Aqualad is reading an Aquaman comic book yep. and specifically giving himself props for his role in the comic book. Oh, yeah. Which I really like. He's showing him an issue of Aquaman saying, why don't you read something cool like this? 
This Aquaman is cool. Wet and wild. And that kid with him? He's dynamite. Dynamite. I agree, Aqualad. That kid is dynamite. Mm -hmm. Nice work. That's the only one that gets, like, specifically pimped, although all of the other Titans are reading DC comic books. So, you know, Aqualad is reading Aquaman. Wonder Girl is reading Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Robin ends up reading Batman. And Kid Flash is reading Superman. (laughs) Yeah, what's up with that? I noticed that as well. Like, he's the only one that's kind of doing Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Flash, I'm pretty sure, had his own title at the time. I I think maybe he was just like, yeah, whatever, I like Superman. It's fun. That's cool. Or maybe he's just a really fast reader and he already read all the Flashes because he's part the Flash. Is that one of the Flash's skills, is to read? It is is actually. He he can do anything really quickly, and so one of those things is reading. Man, that opens a whole new dimension of that power that I never thought about before. His intellectual capacity would have to be astounding to be yeah. able to read a book that fast and, well, and retain it assuming yeah it sticks yeah well it, it seems to it and it does make it even more interesting that he's generally in these issues written as kind of a dumb guy yeah he could do like a pre-matrix version of downloading the world's information into his head he could by reading quickly i know in fact in one of the more recent teen titans comic books uh, the newer kid flash does just that. He's tired of all the other Teen Titans making fun of him for mm-hmm. being a super goofy, super impulsive kid. Mm-hmm. And so he runs to the library and reads every book in the library. And he uses that to... And then he uses that to fight crime. Is, and does Robin not take umbrage to this? Because that sort of usurps his position <laughs> as the chief brain. In the, the modern one, so it's a different version of them. It's a different Robin. It's a different Kid Flash. Oh, it's, okay. It, it was kind of a fun story. And yeah, I, I think that's that he just, yeah, he read it super fast. This Robin would not like that. Oh, no. Well, this Robin is a dick, which is why I don't like bullying. But I do like that all of the other ones are basically being like, hey, why don't you read something cool, nerd? Mm-hmm. Nerd? What you reading, nerd? Mm-hmm. And he's like, fine. Yep. I'll read something cool. Mm-hmm. Which I really dug. <laughs> Especially because it's Aqualad giving him the shit. And Aqualad takes some shit from Robin later in this issue in a way that seemed meaner than it generally does. How so? Aqualad says something. He says, oh, we didn't even see them using the ray on this, so we can't catch them. Mm-hmm. Which, we're going to need to get back to that junk ray. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, we didn't even really see them using it. And Robin's response is, obvious but true, Gilhead. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, fucking tone it down, dick. Are you still mad that he made you read a comic book? That's funny, because when I read that, I was like, oh, man, he's being a dick. But then again, like, that's par for the course. It didn't stand out to me as particularly To me, that harsh. one, for, for whatever reason, that one stood out as harsher to me than his general treatment. But In a way, I knew it was like an underhanded compliment. He was like, you know, it's true that you said that thing, even though it was obvious. I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> an underhanded even an compliment. underhanded one. No? No. Like I, a, no. A backhanded <laughs> reverse compliment? <laughs> like an insult Maybe it's a backhanded back- reverse compliment. Yeah. Like, you want to insult the guy, but... Yeah, that's want to double plus props. on good. Yeah, it is. Sorry for the newspeak <laughs> there. So, I like in the panel that you were referring to, they're all, there's, like, this giant green couch in their hideout. And they're all just, like, sitting on the couch with their ankles crossed, reading comic yeah. books together. Every time we time. see the interior of their hideout, it looks totally different, too. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, no, it, it is a very sweet scene. It's a pre-Christmas Eve tradition for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Sit around, yeah. read comic books on the green couch. Right. Or... One of you tries to read a real book and everybody else gets pissed. <laughs> then right after the reading, the, the next panel that we get to, which is, is really 
cool is we cut over to the Christmas Carol parallel story that's going on. Mm -hmm. Which is, as you mentioned, drawn totally differently. Yeah. And it really works. And the first inkling that we see of that is the outside of the shop that Ebenezer Scrounge (laughs) owns, which is the Mm Junkarama, which is really cool looking. It's like a school bus frozen on a top of a frozen giant pile of trash, I think. Shaped like a wave. Yeah. It's weird as shit. It's weird. It's almost like Susian. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, Grinch who stole Christmas in this, too. Mm-hmm. It's really cool looking. And I like that it's the Junkarama. I think and... you mean Susansonian. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I mean Susastonian. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, we, we got to the Junkarama. He's being a dick to Bob Ratchet, who has a son oh. named Tiny Tom. Wow, but it just all ties in so nicely because it's like Ratchet works in the junkyard and Scrounge and Ratchet. I know. It it works on a number of different levels. Mm -hmm. It's very clever. Yeah. Might have thrown me off if I was a teen (laughs) Titan. This isn't Dickensian at all. No, it's just uh, they they all are. It's like they were born to work at this junk shop. Mm -hmm. I started to say earlier that I had a theory as to why I think Aqualad gets a little extra shit from the other Titans. No Christmas. Partly, right. mostly jealousy. Oh, yeah, and there's no no Christmas <laughs> underwater either. <laughs> That's the other reason. Yeah, take that, Gil. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it's because it's written by Bob Haney, and I think he's autocorrecting away from the fact that he had written a lot of the Aquaman Aqualad adventures. And so I think oh. he's kind of trying to distance himself from his own affection for the character of Aqualad. So he's like, I'll just make Rupp and be a dick to him. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't, I can't play. I don't want to play favorites. So mm-hmm. I don't know if many of you can relate to this, but my dad was a soccer coach and I played on teams that he coached. And there was a lot of like, I'll make sure you don't get any special treat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that might be what's happening with Aqualad. Yeah. I avoided that by um, not playing any team sports, including the ones that my dad coached for. So your dad coached team sports. He was uh, a little league uh, baseball coach. Ah, mm-hmm. So I'd go to the games and ride my bike around, just be like, <laughs> And then, after we are at the junkyard, and we are introduced to this cast of Christmas Carol characters, mm-hmm. we meet the thugs that work for Mr. Big, mm-hmm. who I don't think Mr. Big is a previously established character, but mm-hmm. nice generic name. I'm sure there are probably other bad guy bosses named Mr. Big. You actually wrote that down. I wrote, Mr. Big, ha ha ha. And we find out that Mr. Big's evil plan is that he has a magical ray gun, Mm -hmm. which, when he points it at junk, will transform it into brand new shiny equipment Mm -hmm. that he can sell at brand new prices. Mm -hmm. Thus, avoiding airport, or um, not airport, but uh, what do they call it, duty taxes? Yeah, but... So those must be some steep fucking taxes. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's, that's the whole part of it that's illegal is that he is importing the junk and then doing that. Right. There's plenty of domestic junk that yeah. he could just find at actual junkyards and not bring the junk specifically to it. At first I was thinking, oh, is it that he's first zapping the new stuff with the ray and, then, stuff. Right. and making it look like old stuff and then is transforming it back? I had the same thought. But no. No, that is not what is happening. Turns out that's not it's the case. It's just he is an idiot because mm-hmm. it's it's expensive to import things, even mm-hmm. if it's junk. Just mm-hmm. paying the freightage on it. I had the same thought, and I think that this falls into that category of um, horribly, needlessly complicated criminal schemes. Yeah, but it also doesn't seem like it should be criminal. 
<laughs> like that's the only part that's making it criminal is the, the I, yeah avoiding duty taxes. Yeah, and man, man, they make a big deal about pay your that. taxes. Tiny uh, Tom, yeah, hears that they're doing that, and he's like, "Dad, you have to call the cops." Yeah, and this his dad's hilarious. like, "Well, man, I should call the cops. It's very important to pay duties, but I'm gonna confront Scrounge first because." Mm-hmm. I need my job to buy you a new electric wheelchair. Yeah, and confronting your boss is the best way to ensure your employment. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that one recently. Yeah, nice. It's Well, you gotta stand up for what you believe in. That's, I think that's yeah, the takeaway. I guess. Uh, the other takeaway is, man, if at first tattling doesn't work, just keep fucking tattling. Because he tells his dad, and his dad gets in trouble, and he's like, oh, geez, I'll tell the Teen Titans now. I think if the Teen Titans hadn't done it, he would have gone to the Justice League. Like, yeah, it is important to Tiny Tom that people pay their fucking taxes. It is very important to him. That is maybe a point that I missed. So are we just led to believe that he... Because normally they establish the point of contact when, you know, whether it's through their private yeah. TV channel or a letter or a radio broadcast or something. I guess the Titans just show up and they're like peering through this fence at the bad guys with Tiny Tom. I wonder if at this point it's just there have been enough things of, okay, they got in touch with him through the ham radio, Mm -hmm. through the closed caption TV, through writing them letters, Mm -hmm. that at this point you can get in touch with these guys. So he did. Tiny Tom telepathically summoned them to this nefarious duty evading (laughs) scheme. Yeah. He he probably called them. He probably has... was it? Did it not seem abrupt to you? Though? It seemed very like, abrupt. It was, it was like, a jump was cut. Like, how did they get there? They're all like <laughs> they just did. They're literally peering through a fence all together. It looked like they up. were in jail, frankly. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're peering through these bars at what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, that was a little bit abrupt. But anyway, that I thought there were ways around, unlike some of the other things, like the junk ray, ray that they get shot with. Ridiculous. Yeah, and so they're following him. They see that the bad guys come back and are gonna blast the junk into new stuff mm-hmm. and they're like okay we're gonna get these guys mm-hmm. and then a mysterious figure pops out and just starts kicking ass mm-hmm. and we find out that that is jacob farley oh, who okay. is mm-hmm. who is ebenezer scrounge's old partner who has mm-hmm. been in prison for something he and Scrounge used to be in a company together, and they accidentally sold some defective goods, which mm-hmm. caused an accident, and people got hurt. Mm-hmm. Farley went to jail for this. Scrounge somehow was weaselly with the courts and didn't. And so now Farley busted out of prison and wants to kill Scr- or hurt Scrounge because of it, and the and Titans sh- intervene. They intervene, and we should point out that uh, that Farley is really a ghost of his former self. Yeah, I yeah. Due to his I know. time in the <laughs> blink. I might as well be dead, he Ooh. says. He's very <laughs> spooky. We are recording this right after Halloween, too, so it's very appropriate that oh, yeah. we're telling a ghost story. Happy Halloween. Yeah. So Kid Flash busts things up, and then Scrounge is just like, no, fuck this, everybody on him calling the cops. Which, good for him. Yeah. Nobody ever thinks to do that. Yeah. And the Titans are like, well, guess we better leave. And Farley has already made his escape. And one of the Titans says to Robin, geez, do you believe, who do you believe? Scrounge or Farley? Mm-hmm. And Robin says, I don't know, but it does give me an idea. Now, here's the thing. They don't have different stories. Mm-hmm. Ebenezer Scrounge is just like, yeah, that's totally what I did. Because I didn't want to go to jail and I didn't see why we both should. And I didn't know anybody was going to get hurt. Right. And neither did Farley. 
But it isn't like they had different yeah, stories that didn't match up. You can believe both of them. Mm. They are saying the same thing. Mm. But A, the Titans just let Farley escape because they're not concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jailbird. And B, that's the point when Robin is like, wait a minute. I think there are some similarities between this and a Christmas Carol. Oh. And the other Titans are like, oh my God, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice detective work, boy wonder. Now, I know it has just occurred to them that there are similarities between Ebenezer Scrounge and Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it hasn't occurred to him before. It seems like the sort of shit that you would get teased for a lot, especially if you were in the habit of saying humbug and how much you don't like Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it never occurs to him that I think he has somehow never heard of a Christmas carol. You have to assume he hasn't. I think maybe like people have just been gaslighting him his whole life. It's like, what if we never tell him? (laughs) But it doesn't occur to him. And Kid Flash does a really nice job as the ghost of Christmas past. He vibrates through the wall and apparently has done some detective work and says Mm -hmm. like, Look, dude, you used to be cool. Now you're a dick. You dated a hot girl. Yeah, and then she left you because you're a dick. And he's like, no, I broke my heart. He's like, you don't have a heart. You don't like Christmas. You're a jerk. He's like, him not liking Christmas is not what you're upset at him about. And yeah, he made a big, a a real to-do about it too. He's like, how can you have a heart if you don't like Christmas? I think that's a Kid Flash thing. Because the rest of the Titans don't seem to harp on the Christmas angle. Mm -hmm. Like... At all. But I think Kid Flash just loves Christmas, which mm. comes up later in the issue. Really? And then he freaks out and he goes outside the house. Mm-hmm. Scrounge does. And then Aqualad just like kind of floats up from a pile of stuff wearing his creepy robe. Mm-hmm. And has this whole thing about, look, there's Bob Ratchet. And I wonder if Bob Ratchet was in on it. It's never made clear whether he knew about this. Mm. Or if he was just happenstance and he's like, well, there he is picking through the rubbish. Uh, looking for wheelchair parts for his son. Yeah. Yeah, the same the same question. It was a little bit unclear. Tiny Tom is definitely in on this show. Oh, yeah. But I don't think Ratchet was. Mm-hmm. Elder Ratchet, because I guess it's Tiny Tom Ratchet. Oh, Tom <laughs> Ratchet. Tom Ratchet's kind of a cool name. Mm-hmm. He's really got to drop the tiny. We're going through the ghosts. Right. Robin shows up next. No, he doesn't. Wonder Girl shows up next. Robin doesn't dress up as a ghost. Oh, that's right. There's only three. (laughs) So then Wonder Girl shows up. (laughs) And she is like, the other ones are wearing spooky robes. he's not going to wear that outfit that she was wearing at all. What are you talking about? Robin, there's no way that that would have made any sense at all. If Robin was wearing Wonder Girl's outfit? Yeah. No, I guess that wouldn't have made sense. Why would he be wearing that? I, I don't know. I was just trying to remember, like, why why would I have assumed that... Robin was a ghost? Yeah. Well, it might be in this... maybe masterminding in the, it or something. In the opening splash panel, there are four ghosts. Ah. And true. I think it is implying that each of the Teen Titans dresses up as a ghost. They're hooded but, and ominous and pointing yeah. and such. Yeah. But Robin never dresses up as a ghost. And certainly not in a... S- not in a... Santa in a, girl costume. Yeah, in a sexy, skimpy Santa girl mini skirt robe. Mm-hmm. Which... I was like, man, that is sexist. But here's where my here here's my out on that. Hmm. It is still a little. It it's definitely sexist. It's, yeah, there's some. Uh, but she's flying around and she's got a hooded mini skirt Santa outfit on, mm-hmm. and is blasting a transistor radio. I think that has different messages of people being like, "Oh, Scrooge is dead. Good, he was a dick. Yeah. Fuck that guy." And mm-hmm. then Tiny Tom. 
being a little fucking kiss ass and being like, I think he was pretty cool. I'm going to miss him. He was misunderstood. And it's not them eavesdropping on Tiny Tim, Tiny Tom. Hmm. This is Tiny Tom being like, I'm going to get in good with this guy because he's my dad's boss. Mm-hmm. Which, kind of clever, but also kind of weaselly. Uh, it, it didn't actually sit very well with me. Especially because it worked so well. Mm. But here's my thought on why Wonder Girl is wearing the skimpy miniskirt okay. robe. Because mm-hmm. she's the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> and and the in the future... future sexy. Yeah, man. Styles <laughs> are more permissive in the future. Oh, sure. High Especially around line. Christmas time. That mm-hmm. is actually true. She is wearing an outfit that you could totally see people wearing as part of fucking SantaCon bullshit. Whoa. Man. So I think it's just prescient on her part um <laughs> she's from there she's playing a character from, from the, the future, future yeah. where people dress sexier yeah in general wonder girl is drawn very sexy in this issue yeah uh it, it, it's cardi sky style it's a very cartoonish style but a very cartoonish kind of cheesecakey style which i i think it works yep but it, it's also a little bit like how old a teenager is she it, yeah it's, this cool. No, she's drawn much it's more. It's not that cool. <laughs> she's drawn much more cool? gr- grown up than uh, than where than she to. generally has been. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in that car- kind of cartoonish style, where it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever read any Angel and the Ape or uh, Inferior Five, where there are characters that are drawn. I have not. Okay. You should. They're fun. I shall. And they're getting through to Scrooge. They Scrounge. Are. I'm sorry. It's okay. Understandable. And the thugs show up and just start shooting. And they shoot her out of the sky. That and it's very kind of stressful. alarming at first. Yeah, what happened actually? They, they shot her and it knocked her out. Are Amazonians bullet resistant? I think so. Okay. I, I think they've built up an effective immunity to bullets over time. I was extremely alarmed by that because it appeared as though they shot her and she fell out of the sky. Yeah, like, oh, I, th- I think it must. It says they winged her, but she's unconscious. So I'm maybe. Mm. I guess they. I, I'm assuming they are s- semi bulletproof. Mm. Yeah, there's no blood. Yeah, I think it just knocked her out. But it does knock her out pretty good, and it is somewhat alarming. And the other Titans are concerned as well, and they mm-hmm. rush in and scoop her out. And at this point, they're starting to fight. And Kid Flash takes the time to rearrange all of the junk into a sign that says Merry Christmas. That's because they're trying to dump the pile of junk on top of the downed uh, Wonder Girl. And that's his right. way of rescuing her. Which It is... also would have rescued her if he just moved the junk out of the way. I, but, like I, I said, that, was that awesome. does tie... It was awesome. And it, it that is what part of what I was talking about where you see later his how into thing. Christmas... Kid flashes. He is too. It's even like he organized it by like red and green junk. <laughs> oh, totally. So it's like tailpipes and TV parts <laughs> and shit. Like Merry Christmas floating in the sky. Yeah, he makes a he makes a nice Christmas card for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so big that one of the other teens quips. It's Aqualad like says like, yeah, it's a great card, but who's going to deliver it? King Kong. No, King Kong is not a Christian. No, he does not celebrate Christmas. Probably not. Also, he's dead. Damn, Aqualad. Well, Aqualad didn't kill King Kong. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. (laughs) So then, and this is another move that it's fine and it made for some nice panels, but it is totally unnecessary to have this as part of the fight scene. They use a giant magnet to pick up Wonder Girl out of the pile again after she's already been knocked out. She's getting a drubbing in this issue. 
And, and then they drop her into a car compactor while she's still unconscious. Also, though, the second time in recent history in which her wristbands have fallen victim to some giant Mag- magnet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, she needs them. They, they are how she generally deflects bullets, although now I'm wondering... I guess she's bullet resistant, so she deflects them so they don't knock her out. Maybe generally. it hit her wrist and then she bonked herself in the head. With that is probably what happened, and whether or not that is what, is ha- what happened, that is what happened now in my mind. <laughs> yeah, she, is they ah, shot no. the bullet, it hit her wrist, and then knocked her wrist into her forehead and knocked her it's out. the only explanation. Yep. Unless it's she, perfect. Unless she doesn't bleed. Nope. That's what happened. Uh-huh. So the magnet, first of all, it's happened before, pretty recently. It happened in the... Uh, uh-huh. Tiger, pirate. Pirate, tiger. Pirate, tiger. Captain Tiger. That's the one. Who is a pirate. Yes. But his magnet was special to mess with her. Yeah, whereas this is clearly a junkyard. Although I I believe that it is special and magical because I think maybe Captain Tiger since patented it and sold it (laughs) to... to Criminals worldwide. Yeah, or just shady junkyards. Because this junkyard has a security measure, which is why they didn't need to use the magnet and drop her into the car compactor. So they use the magnet, they Mm -hmm. drop her into a car compactor, she's trapped in the car compactor. Mm -hmm. While that is happening, Mr. Big activates Scrounge's special security device, Mm -hmm. which is a thing that somehow sucks all of the Titans and the junk into a giant Christmas tree-shaped pile. Yep. Where they are stuck. And Titans only. No one else. No, nobody else. Just the Titans and some junk. But yeah. not just metal stuff. There's like tires and rubber. Yeah, and it's and... not a magnet that is doing this. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. They're all sucked into that. And then Wonder Girl escapes from the car compactor. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, she's going to free the Titans. Nope, she gets immediately sucked into the yep. thing too. So it was an extra step that they didn't need to do if they just turned on whatever device, the, the treonator. It's Once again, button. though, this gets to the thing of, okay, the dude's got a magical ray that can basically do anything that he's using for some stupid, like, duty export, yeah. import tax uh, evasion. And then they've also got this magical device that can, like, essentially imprison any superhero. Yeah. Those are two very powerful things that are being used very poorly by these criminals. Oh, no, it's... They're so, they have these genius devices that then they're just using... For the dumbest shit imaginable that, yes, is criminal, but also isn't directly tied with the type of crime that they're trying to do. It would be if, like, Nikola Tesla decided that, like, built his Weidenclef death ray and was like, yes, I'm going to use this for mail fraud. It's like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Yeah, that was very much like that. It it really is. (laughs) Good analogy, sir. Thank you. I probably got the name of that death ray wrong. That's the Wyclef. <laughs> I think it's Wyclef. It's something like it that. It doesn't matter. Tesla fans know what it is. It's, <laughs> it's not the Wyclef Jean and the Rock duet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I got Although, God, I went through space in that song. <laughs> One of the lyrics in that song is... Wyclef is uh, playing a character who is discussing the fine things that he has in life, and mm-hmm. The Rock is rebutting. It doesn't matter that you have care. these things. He doesn't care. At all. And it's like, I got a garden full of trees, a pocket full of cheese. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I could not remember the correct lyrics to that song, so I was singing it. I got a garden full of trees, a beard made out of, a beard made out of bees. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
And then I was picturing the rock telling like, it doesn't matter if you got a beard made out of bees. <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh, that was from the... That was from the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. weird, man. Well, if you have a beard made out of bees, it always matters. Mm. That's why that is not the accurate lyrics to that song. Okay. But yeah, I don't know how this Christmas tree device works. I don't know why it is in the junkyard. It's an incredibly elaborate device. Mm-hmm. It only works on super right. things. Right. And junk. All of the Titans, including Wonder Girl, are now trapped in this Christmas tree of junk and mayhem. And tiny Tom decides that he's going to intervene. Mm-hmm. He wheels his chair super fast mm-hmm. and headbutts one of the bad guys and, and is going to try to turn off the ray. Which was awesome. Which was awesome. And then they catch him and they pick him up and they break his wheelchair just to really drive home the point. These are bad guys. Mm-hmm. We don't like them. We want bad things to happen to them. Right. It is such shorthand for, oh, that guy's an asshole. And it does jolt Ebenezer. What they've been trying to do with Mr. Scrounge finally kicks in. Mm-hmm. And even though he knows that Tiny Tom was play acting on the recording, mm-hmm. that it was all for his benefit, mm-hmm. it still works. Yep. It's like it and and he's like, no, he was the only one who would say nice things about me. It's like, yeah, when he was pretending. Everybody else was making that shit up, too. But... It works, and suddenly he has his Grinch moment, only instead of his heart growing three times too big. Ten times? Uh, However many times the Grinch's heart grew too big. Nobody knows. Ebenezer Scrooge's muscles apparently grow that big, Mm -hmm. because he picks up a car's fender and whacks Mr. Big in the head with it. Them shits are fucking heavy. I believed it was a bumper. What's the difference between a fender and a bumper? Fender is the thing on the side of the car that, like, goes over the wheel well. Oh, yeah, it's a bumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Car Talk, Corey. <laughs> no problem. Don't drive like my brother. <laughs> yeah. He picks up the, the bumper. Those which, things are fucking heavy. It's pretty badass. Yeah, it is pretty badass, mm-hmm. too. Oh, and, but before he does that, does he not hit the button on the... Um, oh, yeah, he turns, the, off the, he the, turns off the device. Mm-hmm. Freeze the Titans. Freeze the Titans and whacks Mr. Big in the face with a bumper, and then mm-hmm. the Titans just kick everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. They did not like that. There's a nice scene where one of them is holding Tiny Tom hostage. And it took me a while to figure out what was happening in this panel. Mm. Because Aqualad kicks the bad guy in the back and says, This is the first time I ever torpedoed a torpedo. I don't know what the fuck he means by that. I was hoping you would explain that, actually. I wish I could. Yeah, that... But it's the first time he ever torpedoed a torpedo. Mm-hmm. Which apparently means kicking a criminal holding a crippled child in the back. Right. It's a very specific maneuver. And it took me a while to figure out because it looked like just him and Kid Flash were kicking bad guys. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is Aqualad is kicking the guy in the back, mm-hmm. making him drop Tiny Tom, mm-hmm. who says, cool, because yeah, he's having yeah, a fun I'm, ride. I'm free now. Thank goodness. And then... I guess Kid Flash runs and gets down on his back and mm-hmm. is going to catch Tiny Tom with his legs. Right. I don't know why he did that. Is it just his legs are stronger and so it'll be easier to cushion it? I think it's a maneuver that he has actually practiced quite a bit. And we've seen it twice so far. Once when he's doing that thing that looks like hacky sacking. Right. And, and once they... when he is just kicking the shit out of that kid and juggling him. Yeah, when he's doing the foot juggling thing on the... on. Uh... Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, he was trying to rough up Boom, boom. I mean, well, is he just... You gotta be do tough. you think he's trying to rough up Tiny Tom? It's gonna be tough to be tender. I guess so. 
but it's it is a very cool panel where where that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was in running for we haven't gotten there yet, but it's in running for my favorite mm-hmm. panel of the issue. No pun intended. Because kid flash, and then things wrap up. He gets to have his God blesses everyone moment. They use the junk ray on his wheelchair and turned it into a brand new wheelchair. Like a, a, a golden... Pimped out golden electric wheelchair. It's like the Rolls Royce of fucking... Yeah. Electric wheelchair. It makes me wish I was paralyzed. If I could have a sweet-ass <laughs> oh, ride like that. Snap. It doesn't at all. I'm sorry. That was a terrible thing to say. And it does make me wonder, and I actually wrote this down, like, could they at least try shooting his legs with that gun? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the point. Like before that, I had just been like, "Oh my god, these are the worst criminals ever!" Because they've got this amazing device that, you know, at least restores old things to new. Right, things. and that's the first thing that we know that it's they definitely weren't just like rehydrating. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's it's not like they dehydrated junk and then are rehydrating it and making it better. Or it, it's definitely if something is broken, you shoot it with this gun and it turns into a gorgeous mint condition brand new thing not only that i mean this took an analog wheelchair or a, a mechanical one and, and made it an electrical it. yeah and that's what they're using it for and at first i was just like wait why isn't it illegal that they did that it's like because mm-hmm. it was a it, it was a domestic wheelchair mm-hmm. so that's all that they that is definitely all they were doing that they was illegal go to the goodwill bins or just go to the dump the dump they could go to the dump the junkyard or any trash can they could go to a trash can they could go anywhere and shoot, and it would be fine, and it would be legal, and they would be billionaires. Mm-hmm. Stupid, stupid fucking criminal. Jesus. Ah. <sighs> but at the end, they get theirs. They get their comeuppance. They go to jail. Ebenezer Scrounge is He's a redeemed. reformed man. Mm-hmm. He buys Wonder Girl a brand new Santa mini skirt because he's an old fucking perv. That's true. It's like, oh, your your uh, your miniskirt, the uh, sexy Santa outfit was damaged. Uh, let me get you a new one. Mm-hmm. Put it on for me. Very good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a totally weak movie, he's like, oh, and I got you too something, Bob Ratchet. I bought a heater for our office, yeah. so now you won't be cold all the time. A nice little space. And everybody here. thinks it's like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I personally disappointed. He did not buy a fine fat goose that was as big as Tiny Tom was. Mm. Best part of a Christmas Carol. That the goose, the one in the window, yeah. the one, the one as big as I am. Yes, the one as big as you are. It's a mm. huge fucking goose. Yeah, fuck that goose. Yeah, fuck geese. Geese are dicks. Geese are the dicks of all dicks of the bird world. Of the world. Maybe of the world. They're pretty bad. They're the worst. I got bit on the nose by a goose. I know. Wasn't it working with peacock? Yeah, the peacock was a dick also. maybe That, that is was... a supervillain team-up. Oh, my God. That was through the chicken wire of a fence. Okay, I'm sorry. Corey, I made a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> you, your bad decision was you trusted a peacock. Well, I was, I was a child, and I was curious. Sure. And um, the peacock came over, and I got down kind of like on my knees so I could be at peacock level to check it out closer, and it... Whoosh, it did the thing where it makes red fans display. it out looks like the NBC logo. Yeah, and so I got super close, and maybe to the degree which my nose might have touched the chicken wire of the fence, which freaked the shit out of this goose, who knocked the peacock out of the way and went wah did that thing with its, its yeah its, its uh, giant wings and uh, ran up bit me on the nose, knocked me on my ass, <laughs> scared the shit out of me, gave me a bloody nose. Fuck geese. <laughs> yeah, no, they're the worst, but I love. 
The animal kingdom hates you, Cory. <laughs> You've been bitten by two different ponies. That's I, uh, dogs like me mostly. Mostly dogs like you. <laughs> I'm good there. That's that's all I got. <laughs> the ponies, both of which totally unprovoked. I mean, one I was riding, but ostensibly this animal. I don't think that you could call it unprovoked then. Well, it had been trained for this purpose. It was yeah, but you don't ever like that shit. I don't think. And yeah, that was. Uh, the ponies are Misty was the, the that pony. was the first one. Yeah. It was a white pony who was a dick, right? Misty, I mean, yeah. she bit you, but she also would try to like roll you and like bump you up against she would trees. Wait, she would wait until the riding lesson person wasn't looking, and then she would dash her head forward so I would roll down her neck and fall on the ground, and then she would bite me. <laughs> the other one was for, for my 30th birthday, my friend Ellen rented a pony to come to the bar that I was working, mm-hmm. and it was dressed up like a unicorn. And this was a very, uh, to me, sweet-tempered pony. His name was Toby. He yeah. was black as midnight, and he was dressed as a unicorn, and he was very well-behaved. Uh-huh. And uh, you tried to feed him a carrot, and he bit you. No, no. Actually, I didn't do shit. I was standing next to the pony. And it just ran over, it just kind of looked over and bit you? Yes! <laughs> I was literally standing there with my hands by my side. <laughs> but <laughs> I was afraid. But I was trying not to show it because I was oh. like, animals can smell your fear. And he just looked at me and just like slow motion too, just moved his head over, opened his mouth, bit my hand, and then and then let it go and then put it back. Uh, Corey, I could listen to stories of you being abused by animals all day, but we should get on with this. <laughs> 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 what, was, what was your favorite panel? Oh, jeepers. There were so many good panels in this one. I think probably my favorite one was on page 11, and it's the one we referenced earlier, where the Titans are outside, kind of spread out in the snow, and they have this revelation of like, oh my gosh, you guys, <laughs> this is totally like the, the, the story. That's a good one. I had a few that weren't running. The Tiny Tom Attack. Where, where, <laughs> where he headbutts the, where guy, he head butts the guy on his with his speeded up wheelchair. That one was really nice. That was done mostly in silhouette. It looked really cool. Yeah. The Jacob Farley fight scene when he's just a shadowy figure is another one that's done mostly in, sh- in, in silhouette, mm. but with the snow falling over the silhouettes. Mm-hmm. It's a really dynamic fight scene. It is. But the two it comes down to for me are everybody giving Robin shit mm-hmm. while they're sitting on the couch <laughs> reading comic books together. That was charming. And... The first shot of the Junkarama, where we we see like yeah the school bus that they're doing work in, where it's just crazy mm-hmm. looking. So which one wins the prize? I think I gotta come down to everybody giving Robin shit because <laughs> it's cool looking. We see all of them reading the comic books of their mentors, except for Kid Flash, who's reading Superman. Right. Aqualad is pimping an Aquaman comic book, mm-hmm. and Aqualad is specifically calling Robin a nerd, which mm-hmm. is fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it's Robin cool looking, and I like what's happening in the panel, and it's nice mm-hmm. to get Rob, see Robin get some shit for once. Gotcha. Um, so I think I got to go with that one. The the other, there are a few panels where this happens where I really like. The way Scrounge is illustrated, he's got these giant bushy eyebrows, mm-hmm. and he looks like Dean Stockwell in Dune. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he totally and it, it, it Those are all really cool. But I meant to bring that up earlier and I forgot. Creepy-ass eyebrows, too, because they look like little devil horns in some... some yeah, he looks like... he looks Like I said, he looks like Dean Stockwell's character in Dune, one of the doctors that have crazy bushy eyebrows. And he also kind of looks like Kane from the old House of Secrets comic books. So, 
those are the two things that he looks like, and they're really cool. I'm going to try to post one of these panels of him. Yeah, and it's, it's that you say that too brings up one of my alternate panels, which I dubbed um, Sad Scrounge, which is in the bottom of, of page 15, where his eyes are gushing tears, and he's got his hands clapped over his ears, and it's right. when he's having his his freak out about... About that he should be nice to people instead. Mm-hmm. And we also see in that one in the corner, Wonder Girl's flying around in her sexy mm-hmm. Santa uniform. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that is also a very good choice. Best slang. Oh, my goodness. Um, there was a lot of crazy things said in this, but I think in this case, I'm going to have to go back to the narrator on it. And it's at the, at the end where it's summarizing. The wrap things. up. Yeah, the wrap up. This is language that's not unfamiliar from these, but the fact, like, when they start the sentences with the word like, this one... Yeah, no, in, I, I like it when they do that, too. But in particular, this one, like, for whatever reason, in my head, sounded like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo <laughs> reading it. So, here goes. Like, that goes double from everyone at DC, and to all the Titans fans out there. Stay with us, gang. 68 will be the most Titanic year yet. Yeah. I like that, too. That's very nice. My favorite slang was actually said by Scrounge. Mm. And it's when he's first getting the payoff from Magoons. Mm. And he says, Ah, boys, give me that long green. Such a sweet feel it has. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was in the running for me as well. All right. Who is your favorite Titan? Uh, My favorite Titan in this issue was, once again, Kid Flash. And the reason that Kid Flash got it is because he took the time to make that lovely giant Christmas card out of the junk that was going to crush Wonder Girl. I must say, I agree with you. He was also my favorite, mostly for that. There's also, I liked that he, when they were in their ghost mode, he Mm -hmm. vibrated through the wall and super, like, got into his ghost character. Mm -hmm. And did some research, which the other ones I don't think did. Mm Mm-hmm. And also when he vibrates through the walls and breaks up Scrounge and Farley, Mm -hmm. he does a really cool, like, where he's spinning like a top. Yeah, with his arms crossed, Mm -hmm. Dracula style on his (laughs) chest. That's really cool, too. But, yeah, for all of that and for his love of Christmas time, Mm -hmm. Kid Flash is my favorite. Yep, he really embodies the Christmas spirit in this rollicking, I I should say, swinging Christmas tale. Yes. Which, I do like the alternate title of it is is on the cover. It, It says... Teen Titans presenting A Christmas Happening, which I like that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. It's not nice old English script. Yeah. There are some cool things happening in the letter page, too, that, that I wanted to touch on real quickly. Sure. Half of the letters are giving Robin shit. Ah. Being like, how come you spend so much time talking about Robin? What about the other Titans? Including one person who went through all of the previous issues and added up who appeared in the most panels. Damn. And Robin appeared in, like, 212 more panels than Aqualad did. And the guy was going through and doing that. So it was nice to see some advocating for the other Titans in that. The other half of the letters were all people giving the magazine shit because they love the Beatles so much. And how dare you print letters that are saying that the Beatles aren't great. What? Yeah. Wow. That was kind of cool. What a time capsule. I know. So that is the special Christmas episode of Teen Titans. Anything you want to add to that? Merry Christmas, uh, pending, and happy Halloween post. Yes. You know what? Why don't we split the difference? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey! Enjoy, enjoy! Yeah.